there, cats and kittens and non-feline creatures. Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Sex and Other Human Activities, also known as Saoha on the Twitters. <laughs> I am Sarah Benincasa. That is Marcus Parks. Yes, it is. How are you today, Sarah? It's been much well. too long. It has been quite a while, and um, and... The listeners have been letting us know via the emails, via the Facebookery, uh, facebook.com slash sex and other human activities. Good place to go and yell at us. And uh, and on, on the Twitters, uh, I am at twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa and Marcus is at twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. We've been uh, busy little monsters. Um, yeah, I've been. We've been doing lots of things and it's been uh, weird, but I am, I'm back in uh, in the city uh, full time now. I have a place here. Welcome back. Thank you. I haven't had sex in it. I've had sex with myself in it. <laughs> Naturally. Right. Which I feel like I don't do enough of. Um, do you feel like you? Well, I don't know why I'm asking you this. I think you masturbate enough. <laughs> How, what's your masturbation schedule been like lately? Lately, actually, it's been uh, fairly scant, mm-hmm. I would say, because unfortunately, I had to get back on the Zoloft. Oh, really? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been spending a year trying to get something else going, like that works with the brain. Zoloft, only thing that works. Only problem is, eh, it can't really come with Zoloft. Doesn't really rock the yeah, boner. Yeah, it doesn't really rock that. Well, it rocks the boner. Right, boner's yeah. No, fine. Boner's fine. Boner's oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But it, like, it takes a long time, you know? Like, it yeah. takes. I, d- I don't have that much time. Yeah. And plus, I you know kind of got a girl now, so it's so like I don't just have to bang and like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have to worry about the other thing. Is she cool with the whole the deal with the the uh, uh, the Zolf? Like she gets it. She is cool with everything. That's awesome. Yeah, she doesn't care. Like she knows about all the the mental stuff, and that's a, but that's the thing. I mean, I ta- I've been yeah, a girl can skip the first like six months of dating by just listening to this show. Oh yeah, like if, she doesn't totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, so she's totally fine with it. In fact, she said that I could talk about her on air. Oh well, that's great. Can yeah. we call her Ginger? <laughs> like a, she doesn't have red hair, but I just think she's like very cute, pretty girl, and I feel like Ginger's a really cute, pretty name. Or you, she's your girl. You can call her. What, what do you want to call her? I can call her. I can call her by her name if I like. See, I feel like <laughs> I'm not gonna. Right. I feel like the thing with that that's tough is here here's something that I have learned in my day. Um and that I'm sure you have learned in your day, but that maybe she has not learned and probably shouldn't learn when you actually say the actual name of the person that you're involved with, um as I've done on the show and as I've done in, in other radio jobs, other radio job. Um People get interested, naturally, of course, naturally. Um, and some people will take take it to the level of like Googling to find out who the person is. And if you throw out their Twitter name or their website, of course, they're going to look at it. But then you get those seriously crazy people yeah. who will – I mean, I've had, I've had people email guys that I've dated, um, like I would say at least – Three dudes who I have slept with slash dated have gotten emails from fans of whatever show I was on who were like, what's your deal? Are you guys doing it? What's your deal? (laughs) What's the deal? And it's just it's really weird and awkward. That sounds unnerving. Well, when they're a public person, too, not not that I'm particularly public, but somebody who puts their kind of story out there, whether it's on TV or on the radio or on podcast land or on the interwebs there, I think can become this feeling that I'm not a human being and you're not a human being because we are disembodied voices coming out of the iPod. Of course. And I can relate to that because sometimes I talk shit on people 
um, not even big famous celebrities, but just like bloggers. And they're not real people to me because I don't have a flesh and blood kind of interaction with them. So I would just say all this is a long winded way of saying my personal warning would be it's best not to use her real name unless she wants to come on the show like Benari did Mm -hmm. and talk about being a comic and talk about other stuff, in which case, totally fine. Oh, yeah, of course. But no, I'm going to hold. But this is an experience altogether new to me because since we've started the show, I've never actually like I've been single this entire time. Yeah. I I haven't even date like even gone on more than like two dates with a girl since we started doing this show. Really? Since, what was that, January of 2011? March, maybe? January, February, March? Oh, no, it wasn't January. It was like March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like March. Yeah, yeah. So I've been singing that this is like an experience altogether new. It's It's kind of exciting. So are you still single or you are off the market completely? Maybe haven't had the, that explicit conversation. I haven't had that explicit conversation. It's implied. Would it bother you if she hooked up with somebody else? Yes. And it would bother her if you hooked up with somebody else? Absolutely. Oh, well, then you don't need to have the conversation. Yeah, actually, it's no, mutually assured destruction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no, great policy. Yeah, we don't need to have the conversation. The, the conversation doesn't need to be had. Let's okay. go ahead and say that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's really cool. Well, she's pretty great. Does she have vaginismus? <laughs> <laughs> no, everything is... <sighs> everything's all right down there? Yeah, everything's great everything's down there. Everything's great down there. Yeah. All right, better than great. It's good. Amaze, amaze balls. Let's go ahead and just uh, let's go amaze balls times. 10. It's awesome. All yeah. right. Well, uh, we have a gentleman who wrote to us, a guy named DJ, who is not unfortunately having the greatest experience at the moment. Uh, no. With his lady fair, um, of course, he starts by telling us that we're great, which we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the podcast. I love how you put sex and other life issues into into a comedic kind of perspective. Um, he's so cute. I know how you feel about long emails, so I'll try to make this as short as possible. Oh, it's okay, DJ. We, I actually kind of like long emails. It's totally fine. As long as the emails include, like, start with telling me and Marcus that we're awesome, yeah. it's fine. Okay. He is, DJ is 25, been with the wife for seven years, married for three. So got married really young, maybe right out of college. Who knows? My wife last year was diagnosed with vaginismus. Since we were both virgins when we first met, we were both very unfamiliar with this. After some research, I was able to understand some of the problems my wife has been facing. We've always had sex ever since we've been together, so we both understood that she didn't have the most severe case of vaginismus possible. I always knew something was different about my wife due to, due to her intense fear of pap smears and her semi-panic attacks when we tried to do different things in the bedroom. Okay, so vaginismus, which I'm sure can be pronounced vaginismus and vaginismus, but I've always heard of vaginismus, is, um, is, it's, it's a pretty general term for pain while having intercourse. Vaginismus kind of sounds like vagina Christmas. Yeah, except like, it's like the opposite of vagina Christmas. It, it really is. It it kind of sounds like kind of something awesome. It's it, like something that every every December. It's like you know how December twenty sixth is Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. December twenty seventh could be could be Vaginismus, where we all celebrate the vagina and yeah. all the wonderful things that it brings us. It sounds like a great thing. Like Adolf Hitler is a <laughs> sounds like a nice guy who might sell you insurance or perhaps be a, a great f- star forward on your high school basketball team. But he was an <laughs> Evil murderer of death. And that's kind of how vaginismus is. Um, So vaginismus is just pain while having intercourse. Um, And not necessarily while just while having intercourse. It's it's pain in the vagina that um, can't be traced to a specific source. So sometimes it is, uh, you know, sometimes it is psychological. 
and psychologically related. Uh, other times, it's not. Other times, it's, you know, there's just something funky happening in the plumbing down there. And, of course, we are not doctors, so I'm not qualified to diagnose. But, for example, some women do not lubricate as much as others, and so that may be a cause for some pain during sex. Um, you know, I don't know what the mechanics are exactly, but I just know that one of the worst things you can do is to say to somebody with vaginismus, why don't you just relax? You just relax. Why don't you just relax? Just relax. Because a lot of times, you know, the I've heard from women over the years who have this, and they've been perfectly relaxed and chill and excited to have have sex but there's been a clenching a clamping a pain uh, and it can make things really hard in a relationship obviously it can be really kind of difficult and demoralizing for both couples or both members of the couple well if you're you know yelling at her to relax it's kind of the same thing as whenever a guy can't get it up and you're just yelling why can't you get a boner bone bone why aren't you hard fuck you yeah i'd like to but i can't you fucking pussy fuck you that's how i like to talk to guys yeah what is that do you use that voice as well i use that voice always i'm like put it in me let's do this it's great Boys are really into it, girls. Take a note. But the fact that DJ says that she has this really intense fear of pap smears. um, Okay, pap smears suck. Like, no one wants to have a pap smear. What the hell is that? Like, I've always, you know, heard of it. But what what is a pap smear? So pap smear is when um, your gynecologist... Uh, goes all up in your business and basically swabs some smears, literally, um, cells on your cervix, mm-hmm. which is uh, your cervix is basically like the uh, the the f- the fine uh, kind of gateway between uh, the uh, the ute <laughs> and the vag. Aha. So, you know, and, and your cervix actually can move, interestingly enough, even if you're not pregnant, your cervix moves kind of in, in different ways um, during throughout the month, which is so fascinating. Hmm. And it can, like, open a little bit or it can open a lot, like when you're pushing a baby out. Like di- when people talk about dilation, you know, that's yeah. the cervix opening to let baby's head out. Um, so a pap smear uh, is a great way. Uh, the only way I know of, actually, to test for cervical cancer. Mm. I'm sure there's other ways. You test for cervical cancer, you, you test for um, for human papillomavirus or HPV, which causes genital warts. You can, you know, all kinds of funky shit can show up there. Well, of course. So it's, it's a very sensitive area. And it's very important for the ladies to get it did. But it is, it can be a little scary. Now, it can be scary. I, I don't like going to the gyno, you know. I mean, I get tense at the gyno. It's uncomfortable. Um... But I don't have an intense fear of it, and I don't know many women who have an intense fear of it. When there's an intense fear, like a kind of, it sounds almost like a phobia, um, there, you know, I wonder if, DJ, um, your girl has gone and sought some counseling because, and trust me, DJ, I mean, you know from listening to the show, I'm the last person who's going to call anybody crazy. I don't think she's crazy to be grossed out by pap smears. I don't even think she's crazy to not be into sex. It's weird to have someone else's stuff inside you whether it's their like weird q-tips or it's the speculum that they crank you open with when you're at the gynecologist or it's a dangle i mean obviously the dangle should be more pleasurable dangle the dangle but huh i reminds me of lieutenant dangle on (laughs) reno 911 the great thomas lennon uh the great screenwriter and actor thomas lennon but uh yeah, so I, I, I honestly, like, I know this sounds odd, but I can understand why it's weird 
at first, but mm. she's been doing it for long enough that you'd think it would be okay by now. And the fact that it's not, and that she really gets frightened when you try something new in the bedroom makes me think that there is something else going on here. It could be related to a past trauma, or it could... Ju- I mean, listen, I had a lot of problems with... them. Um, I was never diagnosed with vaginismus, but I'm sure I would have been if I'd gone to a doctor and been like, I have pain during sex. And they'd go, well, do you love your boyfriend? And I'd be like, yes. And then they would check out my lady parts and be like, well, everything's fine. Vaginismus. But in my case, I can say now that I wasn't ready when I started having sex. I really wasn't emotionally ready to be having sex. The first time I had sex was awesome. Um, After that, not so great for a few years. And I wasn't really in touch with my body. I wasn't accustomed to um, to I didn't know how it worked. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know that it was okay to not feel like having sex and that it was okay to say, no, I don't feel like having sex. I just thought you just, I was like, well, I guess, I guess a woman's duty is to have sex. I mean, I never was with a guy who. duty. What are you, Amish? Yes. It's my thing. (laughs) I've been reading um, Amish romance novels for work and they're amazing. I have to review them for work. Are you serious? They're real. They're called bonnet rippers. (laughs) That's the genre. It's amazing. Um, I have several at my house right now. But anyway. I think that, you know, if I was with these guys who would have been totally cool with me being like, hey, I don't feel like having sex. But because I was young and dumb and not confident, I then because I was like, I want everyone to love me. uh, I just thought, well, that's just what you do. You just have sex, even if you don't feel like it. And uh, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. Now, that's my experience. I'm not saying, DJ, that that's your girl's experience. But I am saying that now that you've gotten the, you know, you've gotten her checked out physically, um, and I see here that the, your doctor has also given her exercises, which I assume are Kegels. Um, she, you say she's tried them, but they haven't worked. Uh, you got to try them for a while, uh, and you got to exer- exercise regularly um, to have to for those to be helpful. But I really really think that it would be a good idea. I mean, he even writes again, one time we tried something and she had a panic attack and that killed any other possibilities. Yeah, she's got something going on. Um, And DJ adds that uh, his wife does take Paxil daily for panic attacks. So she already has been diagnosed with panic attacks. The fact that sex with someone she's known for so long and someone I'm sure she loves is triggering panic attacks means there's something else going on here. And I think she needs to be in in regular therapy to deal with it. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that um, she's crazy. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to have rock and sex, DJ. It just means that something else is, is happening here. Something's up. It's the, the fear surrounding it. Is If it was just uncomfortable and she was like, oh, this is so fucking annoying. Why is this uncomfortable right now? Oh, I might go, well, geez, it's something's up with the body. But the fact that uh, it, there's so much fear surrounding it, I would guess that she could really benefit by sitting and talking to someone, possibly even someone who is a sex therapist or uh, at least you know somebody who lists on their website or whatever when you call up who says that they that they work with um with people who have they might call it sexual disorders sexual mm-hmm. difficulties etc cetera, etc cetera. 
Well, I think the the thing is with this, it's probably half and half, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like something that's in her head and something that is actually some sort of medical condition. Because I know uh, from experience, like I was mentioning earlier, like not being able to, to climax or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like once you start thinking about it, because I'm sure they're probably about to have sex and I'm sure she starts thinking about it. And once she starts thinking about it, it probably just gets overwhelming because, I mean, you've had panic attacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know how panic attacks go whenever like it's like one thought just builds upon the other and it's just until you have this gigantic pile of shit that's filled your head and you just freak out uh and i'm sure that's probably probably half and half where i'm sure they start having sex and she starts freaking out Uh, especially like not be i mean he said what that they do the same three sex positions yeah and whenever he's tried to introduce something else like there have been times when she said Sure, I would try it. Um, I would try something new, but then they rarely do. And he says, I love my wife. I love sex, but it's getting really difficult because we do the same three positions. I want something new. I need your help. How can I address this with her so that we can have a normal sex life? Am I wrong for feeling this way? No, you're not at all wrong for feeling this way, DJ. That's normal. In fact, I think that anybody would feel this way. I mean, I've been in relationships where the sex was uh, non-existent. Yeah. And... I wanted to, but the other person didn't. And it doesn't sound like non-existent sex is the issue. It's the repetitive sex. It sounds like she's only comfortable with certain positions. And I I would guess that she's probably approaching sex as something, well, kind of like you just said, Marcus, like it's in her head that it's not going to be great. Yeah. So, of course, it's not going to be great. But I really think, you know, she could benefit from talking i mean she's on if she's on panic attack if she has panic attacks anyway she should be talking to a therapist to learn more about how to you know use techniques to help her relax and get through them um in conjunction with the medication i mean once you pop a pill that doesn't make it okay like i take a shitload of medication (laughs) but i was at therapy today because you know i need that and i think most people who have some kind of mental disorder do need that well i think what i always say about medication is that it isn't uh magic no. I mean, it's it's not a magic pill. All it does is that it allows you to deal with the problems that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whenever you can't, whenever you're, at, you know, you're not on medication. You know, d- let's just say depression. It's like you can't, uh, you can't do anything. You know, it's you know that it's there, and you know that you're depressed, and you know, or like say OCD or anything like that. No, like absolutely. You, you know that it's ridiculous. You know you should be able to do something about it, but you can't. Medication allows you to get to the point where you can do something about it, uh, but if you just take the medication, you're like, well, that's it. That's all I got to do. Like that's that's not going to help. It's kind of like. I mean, it helps, but it's not going to get you to the point you want to be. No, I agree with you completely, and I'm going to make a really gross comparison. Good. <laughs> Marcus, have you ever had a yeast infection? No, I, I don't even know what a yeast infection is. Oh, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyone who like vaguely had a boner listening and thinking about ladies' vaginas now doesn't have one. Um, yeah. Well, here's, here's the deal with it. You know, your, your body, a lady's body has some naturally occurring yeast, much like a lady's body has a naturally occurring anxiety. That's mm-hmm. a natural human thing, right? Sure. Uh, and, and when something, when, when you have, you know, a panic attack that is a um 
it, it, it's uh, taking, a, it's having too much of a helpful thing. Mm. So we, we have anxiety for good reason, right? If you're walking down the street and some guy gives you the stink eye like he's going to rape you, you probably should run. You should probably get anxious mm-hmm. and then run. Like, that's a good thing. That's right. good. You're responding in a normal way to stimuli. If you're walking down the street and you see a puppy that's adorable and you have a panic attack, uh, that's not normal. No. Let me bring it back to yeast infections. <laughs> so... Uh, yeast, a normal thing to have in the ladies of a JJ. And men men have some of it present, too. Men can get yeast infections. Watch out. Girl, hey, I've had a one. UTI before. Oh, that hurts, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it hurts real Ugh. bad. So when, the, the, when a, a girl, say, for example, is eating too much sugar... That's one culprit. Or uh, or there's, you know, other things in the body. Maybe she starts having sex with a new partner. It throws things out of whack. Whatever's going on, the yeast start breeding and going nuts. And suddenly you have a disgusting festival of gross. Yeah. Um, now, at that point, you can go to uh, get your over-the-counter stuff. Get your Monistat. Get your Vagisil. Get your uh, take a... You can also take a, a garlic clove. Peel it. Tie um, a dental floss around it and stick it in your vagina. Wow. It's a hippie remedy. Um, I thought you were going to say yogurt. Some, I thought you were going to say something like some sort of new agey type thing, like take a sprig of garlic and tie some mistletoe around it's it. It's pretty much like that. <laughs> P.S. Mistletoe just reminds me of the fact that there's like naturally growing mistletoe in Asheville, North Carolina, and I was with a guy who used to um, take out a shotgun and just like practice. He would just do target practice with the mistletoe, shoot it off of trees with a shot with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, just for fun. Okay, that's that's fine. There are much. I mean, you can have a hell of a lot more fun with a shotgun than shooting mistletoe. But that's neither here. That's a whole other episode as well. I know. We'll get into that too. Yeah, Twelve fun things to do with a shotgun. Hooray! So, um, anyway, back to my awkward and belabored point <laughs> and metaphor. Uh, if a lady goes and she gets the monostat and it clears up the yeast infection, and then she just goes right back to eating tons of sugar, which is what feeds the yeast, or she goes right back to using the brand of condoms that irritated her vagina in the first place, she's going to keep getting the beast, and it's just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. In many ways, I feel that anxiety and depression are similar. Because if you go and you get some help and you're on you're on the stuff to help, you know, then the Paxil's different. You take it every day. It's not just like a one-shot thing. But, uh, you know, but then you, you, have, you behave in the same manner. Like maybe the medicine will prevent your body from feeling the same level of terror, but you're still going to feel some unnecessary anxiety. So you should be working with the therapist to talk to that person about, you know, how and how and why certain things trigger you. I mean, like, there's not... Not everything's triggered. I mean, if somebody's schizophrenic, chances are they just have that. And there's certain ways they can, you know, be to manage their lifestyle, getting enough sleep, exercise, eating properly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But, you know, that's something they have to deal with, something they've been saddled with. It sucks, but it's there. And I think panic attacks, depression can be that way, too, but, like, it can be eased by talking to a therapist. What I do... Is that, I mean, it's very possible that maybe they can't afford a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, because not everyone, therapy can be really expensive. Yeah, okay. uh, And I can't, I can't afford therapy myself. Uh, so. I have a good number for you, though, if you really? want. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Because I'd, I'd, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to try it. I'd like to, I've never been to therapy before. Oh, my gosh. You would have so much fun. I'd imagine you I would. You just tell stories to a stranger, and it's great. <laughs> and then you pay them, and you feel better. <laughs> it's like taking a dump, kind of. I have never paid a stranger to take a dump. 
Well, you're missing out <laughs> a very special category of porn that I would like to introduce you to. Um, but, but, but yeah, what, it's quite helpful. Very, but what I do instead uh, is, I guess maybe this is the poor man's therapy, is like I write a lot. Mm. Like I, I write, like I have a, you know, a journal and I, I think about like what my thought processes are and I just kind of keep going with it. And I try to figure it out. I try to dissect it and see if maybe I can figure some of it out on my own. Like that's kind of, that's my way of like kind of meeting the illness halfway. That's a great idea. And I, it's a, it, and it helps. God, it helps so much. Like whenever, especially whenever, I, like whenever I'm feeling really good, I don't do it as much because uh, I don't really need to. Uh, but whenever I'm feeling bad and just feeling like super, super shitty, uh, I'll just start writing and I'll start writing about it and writing it all out. And eventually it kind of like you kind of start realizing like how ridiculous it all is. Mm-hmm. And you kind of start realizing like, why, why am I feeling this way? It's like there's no there's no real reason for this. And once you start writing it out, you kind of see whenever like seeing it on paper. Seeing it physically there, mm-hmm. like if it's physically out of your head, uh, and it's not just a, a swirl of you know bumblebees that are stinging the inside of your brain, yeah! uh, which is what it feels like sometimes. Uh, and once it's out there, then it's not as scary anymore, and it's not so terrifying. Uh, and maybe he could you know suggest to her to to do that to try to figure something out. It's and I'd recommend that to anybody. Like oh, it's very it's, therapeutic. It's, it's extremely therapeutic. And if you want to, some people find it's helpful to after they write to uh, write out whatever it is that they're upset about. They just keep writing, keep writing. Um, some people find it helpful to just to cut it up, to burn it, or to keep it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've found it quite therapeutic. I've had years and years of journals stored up, and I have recently begun um, recycling them, like cutting them up and recycling them, just because oh. I don't need. Uh, it's not that I don't need to write. I do. But some of those memories, I mean, you know, it's like it's word barf that you yeah. wrote when you were really sad. <laughs> so I don't necessarily need to have all that stuff. Plus, it takes up a lot of space. It does. So um, that can be really therapeutic, too. And I, th- I think also I-, I recommend a few books. Um, one is called Full Catastrophe Living. DJ, and it is by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn. He's not an MD. He's a PhD. Uh, he's a dude who uh, taught at MIT and uh, is a uh, he is a practicing a Buddhist, but he he developed this um, this system along with a, an MD named Dr. Saki Santorelli at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. So Dr. John Kabat-Zinn and Dr. Saki Santorelli developed this, uh, this method, this technique, this program. It's called the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. And their idea was like, okay, if we take these techniques from Buddhism, these breathing techniques, and, uh, and if we take some other stuff from yoga, which is from the Hindu tradition, if we take some of those exercises and we take some nutrition and we take some things from here and there and we just take all the religious stuff out of it, I bet we could help a lot of people who might otherwise be turned off by, you know, the religious trappings. So we, they, they basically came up with this secular program that incorporates good nutrition, um, good exercise, and good relaxation techniques. It's an eight-week program, and you can do it at home. Um, you can also do it, of course, you can, you know, there are people affiliated with, uh, with the MBSR program all around the U.S. It's based in Worcester, the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester. 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 And, I mean, they teach it up there to firefighters. They teach it to med students. They teach it to all kinds of people. But uh, you don't need 
to be there to do it. I've, I've done it on my own, and it was really great. And I return to those techniques sometimes to help, you know, get through some stuff. So I really recommend DJ Full Catastrophe Living by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn. Um, you know, look it up. Show it to her. Um, if you go, uh, you Google him, you can find online that you can also purchase the uh, stress reduction CDs or tapes that go along with it. I, I think that's a great place to start. But I really do, if you can afford it, if she can afford it, if you can afford it, I really recommend getting into some counseling to talk about this. Because she might go in there to talk about sex, but she'll end up talking about a lot of other things. Absolutely. Yeah, and it'll probably be like really good for her. Um, and just whatever you do, don't say, just relax. No, no. It's, it's not soothing. Nothing at all. Don't push. Don't push. Like, <laughs> don't, don't put, literally, don't push. Literally, figuratively. Literally. <laughs> really don't Yeah, push. literally and figuratively. Don't, don't push on this thing. I, I researched this uh, vaginismus. Oh, the, the vag. Earlier the, today. The, there were some very helpful uh, drawings. Uh, well, did you enjoy the, did you enjoy <laughs> I, the drawings of the ladies' special parts? I enjoyed Marcus, the drawing. I enjoyed the drawing. I, I, I have to admit, I was like researching it, and uh, my new uh, assistant here, who's actually here in the studio right now, Mr. Corey Smug, that handsome son of a bitch. How he are is you a doing, good looking son? guy. Yeah. How you doing, son? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's got a you got a, like an athlete type look to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, you look kind of like okay. In, uh, and it's sad that can I want Corey to be able to have the mic to respond to what I'm about to say, so I sure. can donate. But, um, hello, Corey. Introduce yourself. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Thanks for the warm welcome. Oh, well, of course. Corey, if I may, you look a little bit like... Heath Ledger. Yes, you do. <laughs> I didn't think of that. You do look a little like Heath Ledger. But, well, he, not Heath Ledger right now, because he probably looks kind of jankety. But Heath Ledger alive. Um, you look kind of like... In an 80s movie, there's usually, like, an evil blonde villain, but then sometimes he has friends who are actually good, and they're just as hot as he is, but they're nice. You look like you might be one of them who's like, hey, man, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but the gang's coming after you tonight. All right. And then maybe later you get killed or you get the girl. (laughs) Most likely you get the girl. Yeah, you get the girl. You kind of like that mysterious Mm -hmm. aspect, right? Kind of like, what's with this guy? He's... A second, this guy's a hero. Yeah, yeah. No, you're the you're the guy who uh, looks at the, like the nerdy girl, like the nerdy girl in the group, and you see something in her, and you see her beauty, and all your friends are like, "What the fuck, bro? Yeah, this is on. bullshit. Yeah, Why are you gonna on, fuck man. this chick?" Exactly. And you're like, "She's different, guys." Yeah, and at the end, you end up hanging out with the nerds, and you say, "Fuck you, football players! I'm gonna go join the swimming team or because you te- they're more fun." Or, or something. you teach the football players to to love uh, art or whatever it is she loves. Basically, have you seen the <laughs> film "She's All That" starring Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr.? We just wrote yeah, we, we did. Yeah, I we just wrote so. "She's All That," um, starring Freddie Prince Jr. But what I was getting is that I uh, had I was researching vaginismus, mm-hmm. and uh, our man here is sitting right next to me, and I'm looking at all these diagrams mm-hmm. of you know cocks being shoved into vaginas, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like looking at it like Jesus Christ, I hope he doesn't look over here right now. It's like even though it is medical. It is still like wow. I'm I'm looking at diagrams of uh, of sex things right now. You know, I did see it and I let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I and appreciate you never would have had to bring it up even. But like uh, Corey was being very polite, much like the guy in the movie, <laughs> who's like, "Yeah, I'm hot and popular, but I also have a heart." Exactly. 
and you're the girl. <laughs> he's, I'm always he's the like, girl. Well, I'll, there's some things I can overlook here. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we have like the greatest of all uh, reception here, internet-wise. So we do, <laughs> we do have some mail that I, I was going to get to, but I, I can tell you something. Um, interesting. I got uh, we well, we got a love letter from uh, from Ruth in in Australia, Ooh. and she's fabulous. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> oh wow, it's lengthy, which I uh, really appreciate. But uh, basically, and there's a lot of like very beautiful private stuff about you know through this. I mean, um, and also she spells apologize with an S, which I'm a huge fan of. Keep uh. doing that. <laughs> People from the former Commonwealth. Yeah, we can't do that here in America. Like, yeah, yeah, why? And we, why can't we? Why did we get the Z while all these other these fucking New Zealand and Australian motherfuckers get to have the S? Dude, I prefer the Z. Zs are awesome. Yeah, the but Z I, but is on awesome. the other hand, I wish I could call a Z a Z. Yeah, I love that they call it the Z. But I can't say that because then I sound like an asshole. Z. But Z. I, when they spell <laughs> shit with an S, I think it's adorable. I'm just like you guys. Look at this. Um and and. She uh, she calls me naughty for going off Prozac, mm. and uh, and she listened to the episode of which is episode nineteen where I I talked about like uh, being really depressed and there's a lot of crying and stuff. Yeah, and not uh, as much as I thought there'd be though. No, no, I do. I still do a lot of crying. <laughs> I try to like compartmentalize it. Um, uh, she says that you know she was it made her cry. She was doing cardio at the gym. Um, for 45 minutes, and it made her cry. So we made her cry. I'm oh. going to bring you into the, the blame for this. All right, fine. Um, I'll, and, I'll share. And she says she really appreciates it because she's been through the same thing. And she kind of like, you know, she kind of gets it. And um, and had a lot of like horrible, horrible shit happen to her um, in college. And, and, and so, you know, it, she, like you, Marcus, has been battling she says with the wrong medication and she's like i still don't deal with my shit and i'm afraid to be medicated on anything too strong i don't want to be addicted to something and so she's like you know but i will say this ruth um i i hear like obviously there's a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty that you've been through but you're exercising which i need to do more (laughs) which is so good it's so good for you like it's i mean what you're doing is probably worth at least 30 milligrams of Prozac. <laughs> I mean, just exercising regularly and doing cardio, like, that's so, so awesome. And she said, the other thing which has been great for me is hearing stories about people going through similar shit. Primary in that list have been the two of you. Your openness and humor with a you. Hmm. Adorable. Um, <laughs> when talking about your history with mental illness and how it's affected you both has been inspiring, uplifting, and hopeful for me. It's given me a resolve to get through my shit because other people can get through their shit. It's helped me admit I can't get by on Medicaid because I get anxious, stressed, and lock myself in room afraid to in my room afraid to be out in the world and she says I would like to thank you both for what you do for being so open and making yourself available to people who are going through the same thing it's a gift to be able to share of yourself in the way that you do and a kindness for people who are afraid to say I'm broken ah oh, how beautiful. fucking nice is that that's thank actually you that's so much that's Ruth. very that's very beautiful very touching it's, thank you. it's so so nice thank you so much um, that's really like amazing and uh, and fantastic and I mean we're obviously both honored by it because you fucking rule clearly obviously. but I mean you know I keep up the good fight I mean that's what we're trying to do <laughs> I will if you uh, Ruth if you uh, you know if you make sure to stay on top of therapy 
I will get I will do more exercise because <laughs> it does make me feel better. Yeah, it makes everyone feel better. It's quite delightful. But that, the my exercise, what I do is I live off of an elevated train, mm-hmm. like one of the like way high up above the Broadway in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I run across some stairs, I just sprint up the stairs, and it helps out a lot. That's and, awesome. And also, my day job is a dishwasher, so that actually helps keep me in shape quite a bit. So I say, ah, eh, fuck it, I don't need to exercise. Just like, I, whatever. I, I exercise all day long anyway. I move around all the time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a squiggly thing. Yeah, well, you are a, a, a slender gentleman. I am a very slender gentleman. Well, I guess, let's see. So, um, I guess we should probably stop because it's so hot in this room that I think we're all going to die. It's extremely hot. I mean, it, it's uh, it gets very humid in uh, in my nice little studio mm-hmm. here. Uh, we're Rockstar working, Studios. Yeah, we're, work- <laughs> we're working on that. That's uh, okay. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Uh, and by working on that, I mean we're waiting for winter to come. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, will be totally there's, fine. There's no solution for this whatsoever. No. In in the springtime, it's quite pleasant. Yes. <laughs> I can say that. It really is. We're just, I mean, we're at the very end of summer. It's still very humid outside, and all the humidity kind of just gathers in this room and, and crushes your soul. It's a little, yeah, I know. It definitely, like, kills your spirit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, one more thing before we go. On that note, I'm like, yeah. oh, we're all uncomfortable. Okay, one more thing. So we got an email from somebody who, which was really interesting, um, which I can't pull up on my phone, but it's somebody who listens to the show and is a fan of ours, but who feels like we lean too much in favor of medication when it Mm. comes to people's issues with um, mental health stuff. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I can understand where the person is coming from. In fact, I've thought about that. I've thought about this quite a bit. Yeah, I mean... Look, you know, there's a reason why I went off medication for four months, and it wasn't just because I was lazy. It was because I was like, well, maybe I don't need this, and maybe this isn't the best thing for me. Um, I, my, my, I strongly believe in a complementary approach, or what's it's called? Uh, well, it's called complementary medicine, which is something that Dr. Andrew Weil, the big bearded rich hippie man, mm-hmm. um, talks about and is a big advocate of. And I think that it's the University of Arizona at Tucson. I think that's where they have the the center for complementary medicine. Basically, I am the kind of person who's like, if you if popping a pill helps you, that's great. But you should also be doing other things like relaxation techniques. You should be talking to a therapist. Um, maybe for you, you know, the answer is exercise. It's not taking pills. Or maybe for you, the answer is um, getting Ayurvedic treatments done. I mean, I've heard everything under the sun from people. The only thing that, you know, Marcus and I can really talk about, and I think it is what we talk about, Uh, with any degree of honesty is what has worked for us and in my case medication has assisted me in in my life um along with other things along with talk therapy yeah i mean medication i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am today but not everyone needs it you know not not everyone needs it and not everyone it's and and like we were saying hell 20 minutes ago is that it's not magic it's not a magic Mm -hmm. you know cure for everything that you have you can't just pop a pill and expect everything to be better instantly Uh, yeah Uh, and i you know and i think you know sometimes maybe americans are over medicated that we throw medication at people for no real reason even whenever they don't need it it's like i'm bored have some medication yeah delicious yeah delicious medication uh and yeah i mean i'll agree not everyone needs it and it's not uh the thing that's going to fix everyone Mm -hmm. like and you know and some people like you say like you can if you can like fix it without it like then that's awesome yeah more power to you more power to you I, i wish i could do that 
Like, I really wish I could go without, like, taking medication. I don't, I don't like it. No one does. No, it'd be cheaper. It'd be I che- wouldn't have to remember shit every day. To, like, <laughs> exactly. You know, and you feel there is this feeling, I think, even for people like us who, who accept that we need to take it right now and may always need to take it, um, there's this feeling of, like, you know... There's this feeling of of being less than or of being flawed somehow because you need a pill. That's something a lot of people struggle with. And the reason that I'm so open about this stuff is because of, as the girl Ruth who wrote to us said, um, it helps to hear that other people are going through the same shit. And I'm trying to destigmatize, like, dealing with mental illness and and being a relatively high-functioning individual. I'm trying to kind of destigmatize that for people uh, who might otherwise be embarrassed about it. So I talk about taking pills because, you know, other people take pills, and it probably makes them feel better to hear that they're not alone. It makes me feel better to hear that I'm not alone. Yeah, so do I. And, you know, it's like I, I mean, I think all the time, it's like, God damn, I wish I was normal. Like, I wish I didn't have to take this. I wish I'd, I didn't have to, you know, spend it. I wish I didn't have to think about having to take my pill tonight, you know, and having to take it in the morning and at night, you know. Like, I wish I didn't have to think about that. Uh, but, you know, my, I, I don't know if I've said this on, on the show before, but my, uh, my, I was talking to uh, my aunt once, mm-hmm. and mental illness runs in my family. It's just something that we all have. Not all of us, uh, of course, but a few of us in my family, like, you know, suffer from this. My aunt... Uh, it was whenever I was out in Los Angeles that we talked about before mm-hmm. whenever I had like a breakdown out there and I, you know, was shaking, you know, just shaking and just thinking, saying like, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to have to do this. And the way she put it, it made me feel so much better is that the, what she said is that she said people like us feel things that other people don't feel. And we have thoughts that other people don't have that lead us to the places where we go, you know, lead us to the places where eventually we're happy and we live different lives and have different paths than other people. Like, you know, if I didn't have this sort of mental, these mental problems, or if you didn't have these mental problems, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be right here right now. No, we wouldn't be as creative or as driven to do interesting things. Of course. We probably wouldn't appreciate what the things that we have quite as much yeah it's like we it's it's like you'd have to you have to for anything in life you have to pay a price like mm-hmm. there's there's a price for everything and there's a uh, yeah that you you it's just the price that we have to pay and a lot of people out there you know they have to do that too it's like just remember it's like you know you're you're not alone and you know you got a bit of a kind of reverse superpower <laughs> yeah, you get an anti superpower. Yeah, you get an you get an anti superpower. So feel good about that. When I sleep, I do feel like I'm basking in the rays of the sun, a la Superman. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is the best. I love it. Yeah, sleep is pretty sweet. <sighs> well, that's all for this edition of uh, sex and other human activities. Thank you to um, all the folks who listen and who write to us. If you have sexy time questions, uh, Sarah. S-A-R-A at sarahbenincasa.com. And, of course, you can tweet at us, twitter.com slash Marcus Sparks, twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. We love you. We think you're fabulous. And uh, I'm going to go get some water. I'm going to go get some water as well and have a cigarette out back here at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, 1093 Jackson Avenue. Oh, wait, Marcus, this is a thing we should say before we go. In addition to the fact that you can go to creeklic.com or cavecomedyradio.com. Oh, absolutely. Uh... 
you're doing a live. We're doing a live show. We're doing Again. a live show on October first. Oh, it's gonna be so awesome! The last live show was fantastic. It was, so it was like great. one of the best nights of my entire life. <gasps> it was the best. Like it was so good. And of course, like I'm sure people listen to the show. We had our mini episode. We posted it live. It was a hell of a time. It was amazing. Corey, are you gonna come? It's October first at night. I would not miss it. Oh, okay. it's really fun, and people get really intoxicated. Yeah, not myself. <laughs> uh, it's but. Uh, it's so much fun. We're gonna have do live. We're gonna. It's gonna be hosted by Jared Logan of Good Morning the Internet. He's delightful. Who is wonderful. Uh, and we're gonna have uh, Sex and Other Human Activities, of course. The New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon, last podcast on the left. Nerd of Mouth and uh, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, and of oh. course we're gonna end the whole thing with. The Roundtable of Gentlemen, the <sighs> drunkest, most wonderful podcast. Uh, well, as far as podcasts that are hosted and you know by horrible people, yeah, uh, myself included. Like twelve horrible people. Six. Six. Well, it feels like twelve. <laughs> Six horrible people. That would be four member or three members of Murder Fist, two stand up comedians, and me. All yeah. awful. Oh, awful! Yeah. Just, just terrible. If you really want to hear just the the horrible things that are the that are in my brain that I don't talk about on here, the psychotic ones, yeah, like yeah, the really yeah. just the 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 bad stuff uh, that is not fit for consumption on not sex okay. and other human activity. No. You, you don't want to hear it. We'll talk about yeast infections, but what's inside Marcus's head is way more disgusting. Oh, it's bad. It's horrifying. <laughs> uh, so, but you should come. You should come hang out with us. We had a kick-ass time last time, and we were up until like six in the morning partying, and there was cake also. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So you should. Come it's October 1st, which is a Saturday at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. It's going to be awesome. All right, dudes, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.